the Son therefore shall make you free. He shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for November 21st, 2010. And uh, today we're going to be covering pretty much two main topics. First one, we're going to be dis- we're going to be discussing Obama and this uh, most recent cover on Newsweek and how this relates to Shiva and Kali, the uh, Shiva, the god of destruction, and Kali, the god of death or goddess of death, I guess you could say. And uh, we're going to be looking at that it's rather uh, telling expose regarding that subject, and then we're going to be looking at some more issues, really we're going to be looking at um, the TSA issue again, but we're also going to be re-examining that from a biblical standpoint as well, some things that you might not have thought of, we're also going to be looking at the um, Obama and regarding how this relates to the economy and the QE2 quantitative easing how they're just printing dollars out of thin air and how that really relates to the economy, and regarding you know all these things preparation for the coming end times and these types of things. So those are going to be, I guess, the three main subjects we'll be talking about today. It's about a 23-page study. And uh, also wanted to make a quick announcement. Uh, Some of you have probably got dropped from the email list. Uh, I tried to do a recent Windows Live update and um, Windows Live Mail. And what it did is it deleted about 300... Uh, probably about 300 of my contacts. And that is the worst email program I have ever used in my life. Beyond, I mean, Microsoft is so derelict and lax in their uh, duties regarding that particular program. It's not even funny. And as a result, I, I tried to, I had to reinstall the old one, but the contacts were deleted, and there's nothing I, I can really do to get them back. And so if you have, haven't gotten any updates from me in, like, let's say a month or so or, or whatever, email-wise, just email me back, and I'll add you back onto the list. The problem is I can't, I can't guarantee it's not going to happen again. I, I, I've, <laughs> I, I really don't know a good solution for it. Um, I'm trying to keep my old email address, and um, it's not compatible with every email program out there. And uh, kind of like when you have an old email address, it's kind of like having a street address you've had for a long, long time. People are familiar with it and these types of things. And as much uh, as I've been targeted on the Internet um, with you know what happened with Sermon Audio, YouTube has targeted me, and these types of things, I'm trying to establish some semblance of, of um, some consistency of, of a way to contact me where, you, where it always will be there, you know. And when you're getting targeted like I've gotten targeted, you end up going, you know, from website to website or you have to repost things and then people can't keep track of you. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. You can email me at drjohnson at the letter I, the letter X, dot netcom. Dot com, and you can also find that on contendingfortruth.com in the right-hand side and kind of tells you how to sign up for a free uh, email newsletter that we send out. Um, this week I ended up sending out quite a few. Sometimes you'll only get a couple in one week. It just depends. So, first subject, 
is entitled Obama as the Hindu God on the cover of Newsweek. And I had gotten a video from a listener regarding this, and then what I did is I did a lot more studying into this particular thing, because I was familiar with this when I saw it, and I I couldn't believe my eyes. I I really... It's just unbelievable what's going on, how flagrant things are getting. And we're going to be taking a real good long look at this, and symbolically what it actually means. Okay, so this starts out by saying, Comrade Obama shows his true feelings about himself, the God of all things, which is what's actually on the cover of Newsweek. And um, he's in this pose, this Shiva dance of the death pose. And we're going to be getting into this more. But um, he goes on to say, it just uh, coming back from India which is appropriate. He's just coming back from India. Now Newsweek releases this picture of him where he's on the cover with six arms and he's doing this Shiva, literally, uh, Dance of the Death. Shiva is the, the goddess of destruction, but Shiva is also portrayed as a male at times. Shiva is portrayed as... I've heard Shiva is portrayed as the... Um, <clears throat> the um, husband of Kali... And also the father. So, again, it just depends what flavor of Hinduism I guess you're dealing with here. But Shiva is, is one of the highest deities in all of, of Hinduism and the goddess of destruction. This is foreshadowing the death of America. Natar Nataraja, the lord or king of the dance, is the depiction of the Hindu god, Shiva, as the cosmic dancer who performs his divine dance to destroy a weary universe and make preparations for the god Brahma to start the process of creation. Now, what does this kind of hearken to? Could it possibly be the end of the age of Pisces and the start of the age of Aquarius, the start or ushering in of a new world order? where the old order has to be destroyed and the new world order has to be created and ushered in. Now, the New Agers are expecting the person that's going to be at the head of this to be the person they term, or an entity they term as Lord Maitreya. Now, that's what they say. Okay, that's what they're saying. That's who the UN is expecting. That's who most New Agers are expecting. This entity known as Lord Maitreya, who has his own UN, United Nations-sponsored website, and I've done many, many teachings on him and his false prophet was Benjamin Krem. And I've done many teachings you can access on uh, contendingfortruth.com. Just key in Maitreya in the search box and you'll find it. Uh, or you can go up to Downloads Previous in the right-hand corner and click on that and you'll you'll be able to find... There's like 383 audios in there. and I've done several. But <clears throat> this is... Uh, what you'll see with a lot of different religions is they have deities that sound very much like the deities of other religions and essentially they are they're just they've got a different name for their particular religion okay so this is what this is hearkening to here and so the shiva this cosmic dancer who performs his divine dance to destroy a weary universe and make preparations for the god brahma to start the process of creation I thought that was rather telling. This is right on the cover of Newsweek. This god of um, destruction to destroy the weary universe and to usher in essentially a new world order. Brahma is the Hindu god 
of creation. And one of the Trimurti, which is actually the Hindu trinity. You know how there's a lot of different religions that, that are copycatting Christianity in a lot of different ways. Well, this is the Hindu trinity. The others in the Hindu trinity are Vishnu and Shiva. So here we bring back Shiva again into the equation. According to Brahma Purana, he is the father of Manu. And from Manu, all human beings are descended. So now they're, they're playing that card where they claim their gods are the ones that actually created humanity. Which in the modern day, New Age term, we would refer to that more as the, new, the, uh, the ancient astronaut theory which is where the sci-fi community and a lot of different religions themselves, the Raelians and these types, and actually this is what intelligent design is actually based on if you study it to its core roots. Intelligent design is not the God of the Bible creating humanity. Intelligent design at its core roots is believing in the ancient astronaut theory where these entities came here millions and millions of years ago and seeded the universe or actually our planet with humanity and we're like their little science project and we've messed things up so bad that they're going to have to come and straighten everything out and it's going to have to be very soon there's different versions of that there's versions where they seeded humanity like if you go to up to youtube and you can mission from mars last scene you'll see this tall I, I, I guess you would refer to it as a gray alien. It doesn't look gray in the particular thing. It's like this feminine, tall, gray alien. And she's uh, these guys go to Mars, and, they, and she's laying out how, how humanity was actually created and, and all this garbage where uh, these entities seeded uh, Earth with these... Uh, really, this would be more of an evolutionary standpoint. They seeded the seas with these... Uh, amoebic-like organisms, and then they developed into fish, and then they developed into whatever, coyotes, and then that developed into a gorilla, and then, you know, that that developed into Piltdown Man, and then whatever. Anyway, so, you know, it takes a whole lot more faith to believe that than it does God created the universe, and God created us, and he, you know, but anyway, that's one of the big lies one of the big ways they portray it. And sometimes they'll actually portray it where they actually created humanity. And humanity didn't so much evolve, but we've just messed things up so bad that they've got to come back and police their little science project. So, again, th- this uh, this whole lie uh, that the Hindus believe where this Manu, Manu is where supposedly all human beings descended. And in Hindu writings, he is often referred to as the progenitor progenitor or great-grandsire of all human beings, like, you know, horse sires and other horse, that type of thing. Well, he's the great-grandsire of all human beings, you know. And again, if, if they come back, now, again, Hollywood, the New World Order, the elite, the powers that be, the Illuminati, they haven't spent all this time and all this money with all this garbage brainwashing from Hollywood, with all these UFO things, and all the horror movies, and all the things that, that um, these New Age channelings, and all the stuff with these supposed ascended masters, and all that brainwashing, all those lies that they've let come in, they haven't done that for no reason. And to think that nothing is going to come of any of that is absolutely insane, I think. Now, that's the way the church acts, though, for the most part. 
The 501c3 corporate church will act that way, as though all the stuff that's going on where we're seeing UFO sightings and, and, and all these abductions, and 2-3% to 3% of the population of the United States alone say they've been abducted. That's millions and millions of people. Are they all crazy? Or are they all nuts? Prior to the 1940s, it hardly ever took place. Well, listen to my teaching on the Grenada Treaty. You can find that up on ContendingForTruth.com too. Just go into the downloads section or key it in on... Um, you can go up to YouTube and key in Scott Johnson, Grenada. Um, I've also got alternate sites now that you can go to. That They're in the headers to my emails. You can click on those as well if you can't find it. Because I am having... I have had some problem with ContendingForTruth.com on the older teachings... And I apologize, but again, I've been highly targeted in the last year, and it just the fun never ends. But anyway, um, so yeah, if, if you go up there, you can you can key in that. But anyway, the, with this, with this, um, uh, two to three percent of the population of America claims that they've been abducted at some point, and they get fed all these lies, like you know, this ancient astronaut theory. We're here. We're here to, you know, we, we were actually the ones that created you. The, the God of the Bible is, is a lie. This whole concept you have about Jesus is not true. He's just an ascended master, just like one of us. It's all these lies in these brain And it's going on on so many different levels that it would be impossible for me to expound on it all. Because it is going on in so many different levels. And I've just named some of the ways they're doing this. And the way the church acts, the modern day church is as though nothing ever is ever going to come of any of this. No. No, they're just doing it for fun. You don't have to worry about any of that. You don't want to give the devil glory by talking about you know his devices. But the Bible says, lest we be ignorant of his devices, he would get an advantage of us. 2 Corinthians 2.11 So if we're ignorant of Satan's devices, he can get an advantage of us. We can be destroyed uh, for lack of knowledge according to Hosea 4.6. In the end times, people will give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. 1 Timothy 4.1 Evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 2 Timothy 3.13 Okay, we know these things are going to happen. According to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, God is going to send a strong delusion, and they, they will believe a lie that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So if you're somebody claiming to be a Christian walking around totally deluded about what's getting ready to go down, that's not an enviable position to be in. It's not an enviable position. I mean, he is going to send strong delusion. God is. So we want to get educated regarding these particular issues. We want to know the devices of Satan. We want to be able to know them so that we can expose them and reprove them and shed light on them and make them manifest as the Bible says we're supposed to do. We're supposed to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and have no fellowship with them. We're supposed to make them manifest. So, and again, I've got I've went over these verses so many times. I just kind of reiterated a little bit here. So, we got some really heavy-duty stuff on the horizon here. UFO sightings exploding. I mean, <laughs> there's whole websites devoted to all the UFO sightings now. Something's going to go down. Now, I'm not going to sit here and be dogmatic and tell you exactly how it's going to go down. I'm not going to act like I'm some kind of prophet or something. But I got a pretty good idea, 
And I think if, if you were to listen to the body of my teachings in totality, not to say I'm the only uh, person that has any kind of truth to offer, but I'm just saying if you were to, to listen to a lot of my previous teachings, you'd have a pretty good idea of how this might actually end up going down. But this is going to, going to be one of the great lies when they appear, where they're going to tell us that they created us. We're their little science project. This is going to be part of the strong delusion. And if they come, as the Antichrist and the false prophet are going to come, with all lying signs, wonders, and miracles, and that's going to be the very way that they deceive the whole world. We know that's the way that the Antichrist and the false prophets are going to deceive the whole, or the false prophet is going to deceive the whole world. They're going to operate in a similar fashion. It's going to be part of the deception of the Antichrist and the false prophet. And and what's going to happen is, is when they make their big debut, okay, these... Ascended Masters, these UFOs, these supposed gods, small g, Maitreya, the false prophet, whoever. They're, the people that they're going to come with are going to basically point to the Antichrist and the false prophet and say, we're subject to them. They're pulling the strings. And you talk about power. I mean, it's going to look like they've got power like we've never seen before in our lifetime. But my God created the universe. My God is what makes the stars burn every day, 24-7. They've got nothing on him. They're already a defeated foe. So don't let that intimidate you. Don't let that intimidate you, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to withstand against the the evil one, the devil. For we battle not against flesh and blood, but against princes and principalities, rulers of wickedness. See, these are the that's where our battle is. So I'm just trying to prepare you for what's going to happen. And there's going to be very few people, I believe, unfortunately, that are prepared. Because the churches are pretty much totally drop the ball in this particular area. I'm not saying all, but I'm saying most churches avoid the subject like the plague because they don't want to be labeled. And probably for many other reasons. I think it scares a lot of people. I think this scares a lot of pastors. I really do. This this subject, it doesn't scare me. I, I actually am, am, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of fired up about it. I believe when they make when they when they really make themselves manifest, it'll, it'll at least the, everything will be out in the open a little bit more. And I believe God's going to use His remnant in a mighty way. I don't I don't just go with the theory that we're all just going to be destroyed and we're all going to you know. God always preserves a remnant. I'm not saying that there's not going to be people martyred and there's not going to be people that get beheaded and there's not going to be people be people persecuted. I'm not saying that. Okay, but. I also believe God can preserve his remnant and he can use them in a mighty way in the days and times to come. So, anyway, they're saying this Manu guy or character is the progenitor or the great-grandsire of all human beings. The inconsistency here is that Shiva is typically depicted with two... Now, here's my comment. Which nobody I've seen pick, picked up on so far. Now I'm not saying it means, but as soon as I saw this picture of of Obama, I said Kali. Everybody else was saying Shiva. Well, it's a combination. 
the inconsistency with this picture of Obama, and I give you the picture here, and you'll see it, I'm sure, is that Shiva is typically depicted with two arms, whereas Obama is shown with six arms, which would be much closer matched to the goddess of death and Shiva's wife, Kali. That's how Kali's portrayed. As the legend goes, in a battle, Kali was so much involved in the killing spree that she got carried away and began destroying everything in sight. Now, I've got these sources I'm quoting from are from Hindu sources. Okay, so this isn't something I'm making up here. So, to stop her, Shiva threw himself under her feet. Now, isn't it weird? They portray Shiva as a woman, and they also portray, or as a goddess, and they also pray, portray Shiva as Kali's husband. It's, well, again, a lot of times you'll see, if you look at Baphomet, or the goat of Mendez, which is where we get the pentagram from, which is the goat head and the this androgynous being, which is essentially Lucifer, Satan, having female breasts, you know, it's like this androgynous male and female hermaphroditic type of entity. So it's probably along those lines why they would portray Shiva as both male and female. Anyway, um, Kali was so much involved in the killing spree that she got carried away and began destroying everything in sight. To stop her, Shiva threw himself under her feet. Shocked at this sight, Callie stuck out her tongue in astonishment. It's what I always do. I mean, I don't know about you. Sorry, kidding there. Anyway, and to put an end to uh, and put an end to her homicidal rampage. Well, wasn't that benevolent of her? Hence, the common image of Callie shows her in a melee mood. Have you ever been in a melee mood? I don't know. I don't know about you. A melee mood. Anyway, uh, shows her in a melee mood. It's kind of like melancholy, I don't know. And then standing with one foot on Shiva's chest with her enormous tongue stuck out. Nice, nice. It's a real hallmark moment there. Uh, anyway, yeah, so the Chick Track has a, has a track called The Traitor. It's out of print. But this is where I first ever saw Kali in The Traitor. That's a, I'll tell you what, that track will get you fired up. It, it says it's a true story. You gotta read this track, man. It's about a Christian missionary that actually goes over to India and actually deals with Kali, the entity, twelve foot tall. She she don't she don't have nothing on him. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You just have, you have to have the faith to believe that I don't care what manifests in front of you, I don't care what it looks like. You still have the power of Jesus Christ. Through his shed blood, through his death, burial, and resurrection, as a saved child of God, you have the power to deal with these things. But if you turn tail and run, you don't have any armor on your backside. Um, and he, I tell you, I gave you, I show you the picture of the front of the track, and it shows Kylie with six arms, and she's got a head in one hand, and a plate catching the blood dripping from the head in the other, and uh, she's got a, uh, anyway it's about as disgusting as you could possibly get, but that's her That's her wardrobe. Kind of reminds me of Lady Gaga's flesh uh, dress that she wore to that recent award thing that we reported on. Kind of along those lines. Not quite as graphic, but... Uh, and then I give you a page from one of the tracks. It says, The power of Kali supposedly is stronger than any god in India, including Shiva, Ganesh, or Hanuman. Um, and it says... When Kali actually appeared behind her idol, she actually stood 12 foot high. 
Her eyes blazed red with anger and she demanded blood from her frightened high priest. Yeah, sounds like a god I'd want to serve. Anyway, I give you the link to the track there. You can go look at this. Kali is represented with perhaps the fiercest features among all the world's deities. She manifests with four, six, or eight arms. I guess it depends on what her mood's like. I don't know. I'll do the eight-arm thing today, I guess. I I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling crazy. Anyway, with a sword in one hand and the head of a human in another, the other two hands bless her worshipers. Oh, yeah, right. And then and say, fear not. Oh, give me a break. I mean, this, this thing would manifest, it's just purely there to make you afraid. And then she says, fear not. She's a head gamer, too. Anyway, she has two dead heads for her earrings. It's a nice touch there. Nice touch. A string of skulls is a necklace. Again, it's kind of not really my thing. It's, it's a weird ensemble. But, and then a girdle made of human hands and arms as her clothing. I think she's went over the top with that one. And her tongue protrudes from her mouth. Her eyes are red and her face and breasts are sullied with blood. She stands with one foot on the thigh and another on the chest of her husband, Shiva. <sighs> anyway, Indian deities, Ganesha and Mahakala, have also been depicted with up to and more than six arms. So take your pick, really. Yes, India is where Obama was recently doing conglomerate business. And again, I'm looking right now at the actual picture on Newsweek. I, I didn't believe this when I saw it. I just didn't believe it. I, I, I kept checking sources, and, and I have not seen anything disprove that this is actually it's um, coming out tomorrow. It's the, it's the November 22nd issue of Newsweek. And um, it says, Newsweek, God of all things, why the modern presidency may be too much for one person to handle. And it has Obama doing the Shiva death dance on the cover with this sun, it's this yellow sun rays kind of fanning out behind him. We're going to discuss that. He's got a money in one hand of his six arms. He's got a military helicopter in one. He's got a globe in one. He's got a house in one, a dove in one, which would symbolize peace, and then a stethoscope in the other. And then, and then I give you a picture of the actual Shiva um, uh, death dance thing, a statue. The things Obama holds in his right hand, your money, the military, the world, on the left, your house, your peace, and your health. Well, it's portraying him as the god of all things. So if he was, if they're portraying him as the god of all things, then what they're basically telling you is that he has control over your money, over the military, over the world, over your house, your dwelling, over your peace, in other words, he can take it away or give it, and over your health. And obviously with this new health care bill, you know, he's trying to um, prove that. I think there's a definite hint of the new dawn glowing behind him. Now remember, Shiva is there to bring in and usher in supposedly the god of the goddess of destruction. But she's here to usher in this new age where Brahma is ushered in and, 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 to, and basically to destroy, I believe, the old order and bring in the new world order, which is a very common theme among the new agers and the elite. So there's this definite hint of a new dawn glowing behind Obama on Newsweek's coming cover. He's got this big sun behind him. 
And don't forget that Obama is the only acting U.S. president who's been the chair of the United Nations Security Council. And remember they gave him that Nobel Peace Prize and all that Copenhagen Summit um, stuff where that all came out about, you know, that was a bunch of garbage where they were just cooking the books on the global warming. It was all a big lie. Well, Obama's, Obama's uh, occupying positions where, you know, there's not any other presidents that have been able to, U.S. presidents that have been able to do this. So it does appear as that they're using him for this purpose, to bring in the New World Order, to destroy. I mean, he's obviously doing everything he can do to destroy this country, and I'm sure a lot of other places as well. And granted, yes, he's a puppet on a string. I'm not denying that, but he is the instrument that it seems to be that they're using to do this. This goes on to say, this can't be good. This week's edition of Newsweek magazine features an illustration of U.S. President Barack Obama on the cover as Shiva the Destroyer doing the dance of death. By the way, Shiva is considered to be a major Hindu deity or a god. In Hinduism, Shiva is the destroyer of the world. According, following Brahma, the creator, and Vishnu, the preserver. After which, Brahma again creates the world and so on. Mr. Obama has gone to great lengths to convince Americans that he is a Christian and not a Muslim, as the polls have shown. So this won't help much in this situation. I really don't think they care. He cares. I mean, he's so flagrant you know, with, with his actions. I, I really don't think it, it matters that much to them anymore. Uh, I had my doubts that this was a real cover, so I called my contact over at Newsweek to confirm. This issue hits the newsstand on November 22nd, which would be tomorrow. Um, and then I, what, here's another thing. I give you the picture of the statue of Shiva at CERN. The particle collider, the one we've reported so much on, where they're trying to create the God particle, the one that where they're trying to, you know, create these mini black holes, the one where they're trying to create these interdimensional doorways, where these um, fallen angels are the are the these these uh, gods of the old gods of the old or whatever can pass through. Yeah, well, guess what's in front of the of the CERN particle collider building. Um, this big, gigantic statue that India gave the CERN um, company. They gave, actually, it was given by the Department of Atomic Energy. That's the ones that gave it to CERN. And I give you a picture of it, and it's Shiva doing the death dance. It's this big, gigantic statue. Isn't that weird? How we've got all this stuff about Shiva, all of a sudden, coming out, and the potential for, you know, world annihilation at CERN. And that's not going to happen, because if that was going to happen, it would have been in the Bible. God is not going to permit CERN to annihilate the world. There may be some really, really bad things that come of that, and I do think that we should be praying regarding CERN and regarding all of these things that I'm talking about. I'm not just telling you this so you can wring your hands about it, but that you can get and pray, and if you feel so led to fast about these types of things, because I can remember when CERN first started getting cranked up, and a lot of people were praying about it, well, all of a sudden CERN had all these unbelievable problems, and they went offline for months. So the prayer of a righteous man, the fervent prayer of a righteous man, availeth much. So, and that would apply to women too, but anyway, um, the statue is a gift from India, celebrating CERN's long association with India, which started in the 1960s. I had no idea that, and continues strongly today. Now, I, what I had to do, it took me a long time to put together this first part, because I was going in and getting little 
tidbits from ever, from different sources regarding this particular subject to try to tie it all together for you. Uh, unveiled this statue of um, Shiva, unveiled on June 18, 2004, at the CERN headquarters, which is a huge statue of Shiva the Destroyer in front of the headquarters. Now, why would you want to have a statue of Shiva the Destroyer and you're at CERN and you're saying, oh, no, no, nothing bad's going to happen. It, it's all good. We're not going to do anything. you got a statue of Shiva the Destroyer in front of your front of your particle collider, the biggest one the world's ever seen. It has more deadly potential than anything we've ever known. Um, again, you know, they're just kind of showing their hand there. They have tried to place itself into the position of Shiva, who was quoted, and let me, let me read this again, unveiled June 18, 2004, the statue of Shiva the Destroyer at CERN, has tried to place itself into a position of Shiva, uh, CERN has, okay, who was quoted by Dr. Oppenheimer, the inventor of the atomic bomb, at the day of the dead desert near Trinity, now, I believe that's what they named the atomic bomb, Trinity. In that unique, Trinity. Dr. Oppenheimer was quoted at the Day of the Dead Desert. Okay, and there's a Spanish name, and this is what it means translated from the Spanish. Day of the Dead Desert. Dr. Oppenheimer, guy that started, the guy that invented, I believe, the atomic bomb, or had a lot to do with it, was quoted at this Trinity site when they set off the A-bomb at the White Sands Missile Range, when witnessing the first atomic explosion of the Manhattan Project, he said, quote, I am become Shiva, the destroyer of the worlds. Think about that one. The guy that invented the A-bomb said, I am become Shiva, the destroyer of the worlds. And we got Obama on the cover of Newsweek, one of the most mainstream, you know, devil magazines in America. I say that because it's just, you know, parroted mainstream New World Order news, essentially. And we got him on the cover of Newsweek, portraying himself as Shiva. And kind of like Shiva and Kali together. And Kali really being the goddess of death. Shiva being the destroyer. Not a really good combo there. And then you've got Shiva out in front of CERN, who, who like, again, we've, we've explained CERN, this, the largest particle collider on the planet, are trying to create this God particle, many black holes, trying to open these interdimensional doorways so that they can let the gods of old in, which is nothing really... It, it, what they're basically trying to do is what a lot of these really heavy-duty New Agers are doing, is open these stargates, or these portals, or wormholes, or whatever you want to call them. There's people that go around the world, high-level occultists, that go around the world and try to open up these things and invite these demo- these fallen angelic entities through. It's kind of like the abyss being opened in Revelation. It's not the same exact thing. That's a separate event. But it's very similar. It's the exact thing that Aleister Crowley was doing with the alarm trough working, where he invited this did this elaborate uh, magical ritual and this thing came through the doorway called Lom that looks just like the gray aliens of today, pretty much. And that was when we started seeing a lot of the abductions after that. We started seeing these types of gray aliens manifest. And then later, um, Ron Parsons of Jet Propulsion's laboratory and L. Ron Hubbard, the guy that started Scientology, was a Satanist. They did the Babylonian work. 
where they did this elaborate sex ritual and they invited this thing called the Whore of Babylon through. It's the same thing that CERN's trying to do, but CERN's trying to do it on a much larger scale from almost a technological... It's like technology and witchcraft, because I guarantee you there's a lot of witchcraft going on at CERN, okay, behind the scenes. But they're trying to combine the two. Man, I'll tell you, the implications of this are, are pretty heavy duty. Doesn't mean I think we should sit there and be afraid of any of this. I'm just saying, this is stuff to be praying about. And um, here we have Oppenheimer making this quote when he sees his bomb go off. I am become Shiva, the destroyer of the worlds. And isn't it interesting that the statue of Shiva at CERN was given to CERN by the Department of Atomic Energy in India. Atomic Energy. Anyway, I just saw I, I saw a lot of unbelievable parallels there that um, I thought were something that you might be interested in. Let's go to the next part of, of the study here. We're going to look a little bit more at Obama, which kind of relates to this la- to the to this last study because Obama, you know, this whole gods of the God of the world thing. Uh, Virginia Attorney General Ken Kukaleni, I think I got his name right, who has filed a federal lawsuit seeking to overturn the health care law signed by President Barack Obama last March. says Obama and the Congress have enacted that law, which mandates that individuals must buy government-approved health insurance plans. And again, you know, this is this whole coming health care thing that they're, they're going to try to force down our throat, are seeking a power over the lives of Americans that even King George III did not claim to possess. He says, quote, we now have a Congress and a president who believe they can order you to buy a product when King George III and the Parliament of Great Britain, whom we rebelled against, acknowledged that they could not even do such a thing. So, that's on the horizon because I believe a lot of that starts to go down at the start of the new year. Um, next article is Obama defends insane QET takedown of global economy. And remember, he's he's basically proclaiming himself as the, the destroyer of the world, openly. So, none of this should surprise us one bit. And honestly, I mean, we deserve, we pretty much deserve judgment in America. You know, what is it, 60 million aborted babies now? All that innocent blood crying from that's the only reason we would need we would have to have in order to for God's judgment. And judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. The church has not done its job for the most part regarding these matters that we're bringing up and regarding abortion. I'm not saying all churches, but I'm saying for the most part, there has not been enough near enough uh outcry and in, 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 uh, revolt against the abortion industry. Just That's just one. And then you've got the gays and the sodomites and their agenda. And then you've got, I mean, so many other issues that you could bring up. So, you know, uh, we're, we're ripe for judgment. Going further, it says, in response to... China and Russia complaining about the insanity of the QE2, which is this quantitative easing, which is where they're printing money out of thin air, essentially. Obama has defended the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve, the privately owned banking corporation that was created in 1913 um, on Jekyll Island. And 
again, now this, this information is becoming mainstream. G. Edward Griffith's book, The Creature of Jekyll Island, which isn't a horror story. Of course, it is kind of a horror story. That is now becoming mainstream news. Whereas, I can remember, like when I found out about that, like maybe, I don't know, was it probably 13 or 14 years ago. It was like, oh, is that really true? Really? Now it's become like mainstream, you know, with, with, with the alternative media. And there's a guy, um, you know, I would recommend you read the book if, if you have the time. I mean, don't, you know. But it does tell you how the Federal Reserve, which is a privately owned banking corporation, was formed. And, you know, that America has really been taken over. And that, you know, this is what actually caused us to go off a gold standard and off a silver standard and cause actually the bankruptcy of America in 1933 when we went off the gold standard. And that's a whole other subject. It's too vast of a subject for me to really get into. But there's a lot of things that, that we may assume are facts regarding our government that are actually not true at all. And that, that book is a good starting point, I think, for a lot of those particular types of issues. But um, the U.S. President Barack Obama defended the Federal Reserve's policy of printing dollars out of thin air on Monday after China and Russia stepped up criticism ahead of this week's group, group of 20 meetings, the G20, I believe. Reports Reuters today, I will say that the Fed's mandate, my mandate, is to grow our economy. That's what Obama Satan himself is saying, essentially. And that's just not good for the United States. That's good for the world as a whole. I mean, basically everything this guy says is an absolute, total, bald-faced lie. Obama said during his extravagant trip, his extravagant $200 million a day trip to India. Remember the India trip? You know, he's got this gigantic entourage and warships and... All these $200 million a day expense account, you know. Yeah, he's growing the economy, all right. Should we be surprised that Obama's mandate is the... But again, you know, and I've heard people talk and, 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 and talk about that Obama is almost like God's reward to America. To the church, essentially, for dropping the ball. The 501c3 Corporate Church of America for not taking the kind of stands they take, for being greedy of filthy lucre, for becoming a corporate entity, for not having the backbone that they should have, for not being salt and light, for not reproving the unfruitful works of darkness and having no fellowship with them. No, they're in bed with so many of the unfruitful works of darkness. So it's like Obama's our reward. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. That's what it says in Psalm 12, verse 8. Well, Obama's one of the vilest men on the, the, the world's ever known. So you should expect the wicked to walk on every side. We should expect it. And it's what America pretty much deserves. Doesn't mean I'm going to sit back and say, well, I'm just going to do nothing about it, bless God. I'm still going to pray and fast, and do whatever, and expose it. But, yeah, we deserve judgment big time. I'm I'm not going to... So, I I believe that 
most people, for, for the most part, there is a a Christian's hope would be individual mercy from God. Pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming on this world and stand before the Son of Man. These types of things, okay? But corporately, no, we're we're, we're going to be judged. We have to be judged. There's there's too much wickedness that has happened. Unrepented wickedness. God has to judge it. He has no choice. It's going to happen. It's only a matter of time. It's only through His mercy that He has held off as long as He has. So... You know, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad tidings, but from a biblical standpoint, I see no other way that it can can go down. So, going further, should we be surprised that Obama's mandate is the same mandate of the international banksters that own the Federal Reserve and have pawned it off for nearly a century as an agency of the U.S. government? There's nothing federal about the Federal Reserve, in other words. It's a privately owned bank that issues the currency, and they create it out of thin air, essentially. So there's nothing back in the money. So you're going to have to have hyperinflation when that happens. Ever since, I believe it was like 1968, I believe was the last year they left any silver in the coinage. Then it goes on to say, no, of course not. Barry Satoru Obama is a script reader for the global elite. He will read anything that scrolls across his teleprompter. As Michael Snyder of the economic collapse noted last week, many economists now believe that the Federal Reserve has crossed the Rubicon. I love that term. By announcing another wave of quantitative easing, meaning printing more money in thin air, we have now reached a point where the Federal Reserve is simply going to fire up the printing presses and shower massive wads of cash into the financial system whenever the U.S. economy is not growing fast enough. If so, what does that mean for inflation? The stability of the world financial system and the future of the U.S. dollar, writes Snyder. It means the end of the dollar is the world's reserve currency. See, this is one of the main ways they're going to destroy America. They destroy the dollar. I mean, you could have a million dollars in the bank, but if it's not worth anything, you have really nothing. And the reality is, if the truth be known, there's nothing backing that currency. So it's really not even worth the paper it's printed off. It's just kind of an illusion at this point. It's fiat money, meaning fake. It's like monopoly money. It's really the reality. Yes, we can still use it to buy goods and services, you know, but there's going to come a day in time when that bubble bursts. And they'll probably then issue in or bring in the Bancor, which is going to be the one world currency, or whatever they, they try to issue the Amero. I, you know, there's a lot of conjecture on if they're going to go for a regional or go for the world. I've heard more now going for world currency, going straight to the Bancor. I don't know. I, I left my crystal ball in the car. Sorry. Anyway, um, anyway uh, let's go here. Um, we've reached a point now okay, we know we already said that and it means the end of the dollar is the world's reserve currency it means another round of completely insane and suicidal debt, ultimately owed to the banksters. According to the financial talking heads in the corporate media, printing money out of thin air and creating astronomical debt piled upon previously astronomical debt will stimulate the economy and get things working again right the sad truth is that the Federal Reserve is not trying to build an economic recovery on, fi- on solid financial principles. Rather, what the Federal Reserve envisions is an economic recovery based on a new debt creation. 
the article I got this from, they had a little ad for those um, the uh, identity stronghold wallets that block the um, they block anybody being able to read your uh, credit card information or uh, those types of things, or if you have an RFID chip in your passport. Anyway, I left it in there in case you. It's, I have not anything to do with it, but I, I do believe it's a good idea to prevent identity theft. Anyway, let's go further. If they eight one point eight trillion dollars, and again, this PDF will be with the teaching for eleven twenty one two thousand ten up on contendingfortruth.com. It will be with the PDF. It'll be about a twenty three or twenty four page PDF where it's like one stop shopping. You can follow along as you're listening. You can even sing along as you're listening. Oh, sorry. Uh, because the words are all there. And um, you can uh, have all the links if you want to explore anything further as well. So let's go further here. Uh, if $1.8 trillion didn't work, why does the Federal Reserve think that $900 billion is going to work now? This new round of quantitative easing will create more inflation and will cause speculative asset bubbles. But it is not going to fix what is wrong with the economy. In fact, it will make things worse, far worse, for the average citizen. Well, you're going to devalue the currency more and more and more. Most Americans have absolutely no idea how fragile the, world finan- the world's financial system is right now. Once the rest of the world loses faith in the U.S. dollar and the U.S. treasuries, this entire thing could completely unravel very quickly. I mean... I was listening to uh, Alex Jones the other day, and I know I've, I've issued warnings about Alex Jones not to follow his theology. Okay, I'm not saying I don't glean from him. Okay, but that guy up there, that Ted Anderson guy, I mean, <laughs> it's like their big special: three silver coins, and then you get like the DVDs, but three silver coins for a hundred bucks, or is it like ninety nine? No, it's, I think it's a hundred dollars. And that this is the greatest deal, whatever. And, I, okay, I'm, I'm not saying that it's not a good deal, I guess, right now. But my word, it wasn't that long ago that silver was like $5 an ounce. I mean, it was, I mean, I granted, probably like 10 years or something. But still, even literally up until like a year and a half, I mean, the silver fluctuated. There was at one point it went down to like, I'm almost positive, like nine fifty an ounce. And now, it would cost you, if you can even find silver, the silver, I mean, I, I hear, I keep hearing it's harder and harder to find the stuff. For three coins, you're going to pay $100? Oh, man. But it's a sign that the dollar is collapsing as well, because the dollar doesn't have the purchasing power anymore. And the true price of silver in relation to the dollar, and the silver prices in particular, have been artificially suppressed. For years and years and years and years. Silver even more so than gold. Because it's an industrial metal. It's, it's, it has far more applications um, in a lot of different areas than does gold. So they've artificially manipulated it down. It just, it's very sobering stuff here. So let's go further here. Uh, in short, the situation is the exact opposite of what Obama says it is after the Fed prints out $6 billion. It uses it to purchase government bonds. The skids will now be greased for the fall of the economy, global economy. China and Russia know this, and this is why they are complaining at the G20 about the insane QE2 death spiral about to take place. Ron Paul believes the QE2 represents the beginning of the end of the Federal Reserve System. I think the Fed will self-destruct, Paul told CNBC. 
people will desert the dollar. I think the Chinese are hinting at that already. They are not wanting our dollars as much as raw materials. Well, I believe this is a big reason why China's come over here and bought up so much of the property. And all the goods coming over are from China. I mean, they're going to own us. They already do pretty much own us lock, stock, and barrel. And yet we're exporting nothing over there. But we're importing all of their goods here. Um, I guess the greatest example is Wally World, Walmart, where, you know, these gigantic, huge, mega ships on steroids come over with these containers, and it's all from Walmart. You can't hardly buy anything anymore that's not made in China. (coughs) um, Excuse me. Our jobs have been shipped overseas. It's all by design to destroy America. And, And it is part of God's judgment. It really is. It's just not been like you think of fire and brimstone falling on Sodom and Gomorrah. It's been a gradual, slow destruction. It's like a frog boiling in water. I mean, you start him in lukewarm water and you, and you get him up to a slow boil. And by that time he's already there, he's, it's too late. And this is what's really been happening here. It's taken a long time. And it's, I really think we're on the precipice of, of a lot of stuff here. Uh, I just don't know how much longer they can prop this up. No matter how much money they print. So, um, going further here, this is a deeply flawed monetary system. Monetary system. Here we have a small group of people who can create $600 billion with a stroke of a pen. I don't know where people are coming from to think that this can work. What really astounds me is how tolerant the people are, the people in Congress and the financial market. Where did this authority come from? Now some, somebody outside of the government can spend trillions of dollars and not think anything about it. It doesn't work. It's a failure. And the next year it will be more. Now this is, I believe Ron Paul talking here. Uh, Bernanke is very clear on what he is going to do. He's going to create money until he gets economic growth and there is no evidence to show that just creating money causes economic growth. So the, the, the end of it says failure or engineered financial implosion. Well obviously you know where I stand on that. It is an engineered financial implosion that has been in the makings for decades and decades and decades. Uh, and then let's, before we go to the next part, there's a short video I think I'd like to play here, which kind of confirms what we're talking about here. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and just, it's about a five minute video clip here, uh, audio, really the audio is the most important thing, so we'll go ahead and roll that now. Harry Houdini once said, what the eye sees and the ear hears, the mind will believe. Thank you for joining us at inflation.us. What the world is focused on right now is Ireland. They're focused on Europe's problems. They're focused on China, the inflation that they've been importing from the United States. They're having to deal with that. But not too many people are focused on the bond bubble right here at home. I mean, the Federal Reserve's quantitative easing two program, one of the main objectives was to keep rates low. But look at treasury rates. Look at the yields rise since November 2nd. Now, these rates rising are affecting the entire bond market. And remember, bonds are what older people are told is safe. When you look at the automatic uh, reallocation for your typical financial advisor, they put people in bonds, more bonds when they get older. Look at what's going on with our bonds, especially municipalities. This is the PIMCO California bond. Look at the last 
few weeks since the announcement of quantitative easing. And I want to remind you that this comes at a time when our states are in more trouble than they've ever been, that they're trying to continue meeting these massive budget deficits. You know, here they said they wouldn't have to be dealing this, with this in 2011, but they are, and it's even worse than before. And this doesn't include the pensions. California, for the next two weeks, is, it needs another $14 billion in bond purchases. Here's another chart of an iShares ETF. This is a much broader nationwide bond fund. Again, look at what's going on in the last two weeks. Now, the Federal Reserve is going to try to keep the bond bubble going. In fact, look at this next chart. This chart is, I find to be the scariest I've ever seen. Over the next five months, the net treasuries to be issued out, 94% of them are going to be purchased by the Federal Reserve. This literally means the United States government, to spend money, will literally just be printing it out of thin air. This is inflation to the truest form. And I know the Federal Reserve and a lot of economists out there are worried about deflation. And they got the CPI numbers out this week, and it says, well, it's just a hair over 1%, and we want to get inflation at 2%. I'm sorry, but maybe they're not looking at the numbers right, because Walmart... J.C. Penney, The Gap, they're all saying, you know what, we can't hold this off anymore. We've got to raise our prices. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if J.C. Penney, in a few years, has to change their name to J.C. Benjamin. Looking at college tuition, college tuition in California is... Okay, just, if you didn't get that joke, Penny, Benjamin, Benjamin's a $100 bill. That's what he meant by that. Anyway, go ahead. ...is up nearly almost 8%. Healthcare costs are up 6.3% in the last year. Hospital costs up 8.2%. Drug costs up 3.4%. And this year for Thanksgiving, wholesale turkey costs up 28% in the last year. Maybe Ben Bernanke doesn't go to the grocery store. Maybe he doesn't fill up his tank and maybe he doesn't buy clothes. Because while he's battling deflation, the rest of the country is battling inflation. And the Keynesians and the Federal Reserve out there who set policy, who tell us, we're going to see a V-shaped recovery. Just hold on. 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011. We're going to see that recovery. Main Street's not filling it, and the jobs that are being created from stimulus are dysfunctional. Looking at construction, we're down 77% since January of 2006. Not because today isn't normal, but because January 2006 was not normal. That was borrowed prosperity. That was a borrowed boom. It was an illusion. So trying to stimulate, trying to revive us back to the bubble days isn't going to work. Looking at employers with at least one employee, that dropped 100,000 in the last year. Second biggest drop on record, only to the first biggest drop, which was in 2009. Banks that are closing because of rising defaults, because homeowners are in trouble, because no matter what they do to our economy, no matter what they try to inflate, try to inflate Wall Street stocks, it's not going to change the fact that the economy that they've built for the last 30 years is completely dysfunctional. So right now you've got 145 banks that have been shut down by the FDIC. In the worst of it, the thick of the storm, 2008, 25 banks were closed. So all these guys projecting the V-shaped recovery, we need to send them some milk boxes with a V on the back of it and let them know their V-shaped recovery is missing. (laughs) 
Okay, so that was the video for that, and really that that is um, the end of part one. That's I kind of keep all that information together, and we'll go to part two where we'll discuss more about the TSA from a biblical standpoint as well. And God bless you. If you would like to sign up for Scott Johnson's free Christian current events and health newsletters, please email him at drjohnson at ix.netcom.com. That's d-r-j-o-h-n-s-o-n at the letter i, the letter x, dot n-e-t-c-o-m dot com. With the word subscribe in the subject line. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.